Welcome to the Transit Lounge. I'm your host, Chandra. As a recovering workaholic, I want to explore how you can do more of what you love without burning out. I'm on a mission to promote true well-being, the contented state of being happy, healthy, and prosperous. Through interviews with savvy entrepreneurs, authors, and industry experts, we'll share insights, inspiration, and practical tips on how you can be CEO you in the business of your life. Let's go. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Transit Lounge podcast. My name is Chandra, I'm your host, and I can't believe that we are in December already. I know people probably always are saying that every month, every time uh, milestone that we reach, but really, seriously, I just can't believe it's December, although quite a few of us, I think, are pretty happy about um, being at a point where we can get to some sort of a holiday and to be saying goodbye to this year. Now, the topic for today's episode is part of the theme that I've set for all of my communication for this month, which is about business planning. And particularly at this time of year, I'm a big fan of doing planning for your business because it's a good marker, I guess, of time passing and a good opportunity to reset. It is kind of funny when you think about it that we have this marker of the end of a year, but really it just it's another month and then it gets to the last day of the month and then it rolls into the next day and it's suddenly supposed to feel all fresh and new. And it's I think it's good that we have these markers as little milestones for us, even though technically you could do this kind of planning and resetting at any time in the year. But doing this planning now is something that will have, I believe, a disproportionately large impact on your progress in your business next year. Whether that is that you haven't started your business yet, it's in that idea phase and you're going to be planning what does it look like for you to get started next year. Or maybe you started your business this year and you've got things that you haven't achieved yet, things that you're wanting to be working on and you want to be planning for that. Because not doing planning can actually really put you on the back foot in your business and mean that you can lose some really vital momentum that you would otherwise have. And what happens then when you lose that momentum is that you spend the first month or so of the new year playing catch up and feeling like you're behind and we don't want that for you. So as I said, this month's theme and focus in the private Facebook group with my Uh, private coaching clients and my clients that are part of the Women in Transit group, we are spending a lot of time doing business planning. And some people I know don't really love planning. And to be honest, I never really used to do it that much, but I have found it really helpful to avoid or minimize the scattergun approach in my business. I know that I'm still working on my planning system and approach and tweaking and improving how I plan in a way that really works for me. I think sometimes we can over plan and I've done that in the past where I get so caught up in the plan and then I don't actually uh, follow through with as much implementation. Other times I haven't planned enough and then I've run out of time. And so, you know, you want to find the planning rhythm and level that works for you. So this focus of business planning is bigger than just planning an individual project. It's it's much more, I guess, bigger picture than that. This is about really tapping into that bigger 
longer term vision for your business and then looking at how you can plan your year to make sure that you're focusing on planning and implementing the right things that are going to help deliver the business outcomes and to create and work on the projects that are designed to help to achieve those outcomes for you. And what I'm going to go through and share with you these these tips and steps today is really based on an extracted from goal setting and vision and planning workshops that I have done for more than six years and each time I guess refining over time the way that I do it to try and make it as practical as possible because I think that some people get really uh, caught up with thinking it's all too hard or it's not relevant to them so I really want it to be something that feels useful and practical so that you can do it actually do it and fast track your business setup if that's the stage that you're at or business growth if you're already up and running. So that's why I'm sharing these tips and steps with you. But as I said, I never really used to plan that much and never really used to set goals that much either until I became a coach. And even then, it did take me a little while to find my rhythm and approach that worked for me. So I'm not really sure where you're at. I've definitely met people that when I've said that, you know, I was going to be running a, a, a goal workshop or that, or that I love planning, that their face screws up and they think it's the worst thing ever. And sometimes people associate that planning is boring and not very creative. But actually, I think the, the process of planning is very creative and it actually allows you, when you do have a solid plan, to create a lot more freedom and flexibility in getting to the implementation side of things because you're not scrambling at the last minute to come up with your ideas and make decisions about what you're going to be doing. Having the plan doesn't mean you're locked into it rigidly. You can tweak things as things happen as they have this year, for example. And it's always better, I believe, to have a plan and tweak it or change it than to not have a plan at all. Because for me, when I look back over the last five, six years in my business, I know that when I've taken the time to actually plan out my year well, it has just given such a great sense of clarity on what my intentions are for the year, what my focus areas are, what am I actually trying to achieve? And it allowed me when I plan in December to be a lot more consistent in my business than when I didn't, because I sort of go into the new year already knowing, right, here's what the idea is for this year. Things don't always necessarily turn out exactly the way that you plan, but having a plan is better than not having a plan. But I also know that planning and goal setting can be tricky to do on your own. It's great actually to have a process to follow or someone to guide you through some steps. And I actually love running these kinds of vision and planning workshops. In fact, we're running one for the Women in Transit group, uh, a two and a half hour vision and planning workshop Uh, this week when this goes live uh, for exactly that purpose to guide them through the steps so that they can bring closure to this year and create real clarity on the plans that they want to put in place for the year ahead. So this podcast episode is for you if you want to be really clear about what you want and need to focus on next year to really create the sort of business that you want to have, no matter what stage you're at in your business. If you want to be more consistent with the action that you're taking in your business and you want to avoid that scattergun last minute scrambling, then you really want to make some time to plan your year. So the tips and thoughts that I've got for you around business planning is number one, Make sure that you do it before the end of the year. And I know that it can be tempting to tell yourself, you know what, I'm too tired. I've had a 
hell of a year, so much going on. I'm going to wait. I'll, I'll be fresh in the new year and I'll do it then. And look, I've done that sometimes in the past too. And I know that some people do take that approach, but really you will feel so much better going into your holidays if you've done at least some level of planning for your year. Because otherwise what can happen is you can get into January and then the idea of this project of planning can feel big and so you're straight away hitting some sort of mountain. So it's always better, I think, for you to put the effort in to do at least the first pass of planning. First pass of planning. Let's try saying that fast five times. <laughs> uh, you want to try and do that in December if you can because it will give you such a great way to close the year out and also give you a different kind of energy to pull you forward in the new year. Second tip is there is a process that I'm going to share with you the, the steps and uh, there's five I guess parts or stages to the process and I really want to encourage you to not half-ass it. Don't kind of dabble and you know vaguely think about a few goals or uh, you know, things that, oh yeah, next year I really must do blah, blah, blah. I really want to encourage you to go through it and do it properly to whatever level of detail is right for you. I'm going to take you through now, through the process, the five parts of that process. Uh, the first step is to close out the year that you've just had. And this year, even more so than ever, I think is important for you to have some kind of end of year closure you're not going to change what's happened this year but I think it's a really good thing to do is to look back and reflect and, and to ask yourself a few key questions around how you can close out the year I actually shared these questions with um, a goals group that I'm part of it's in a network that I'm a part of and it was really interesting to chat with with the members of the group about the process of them answering those questions for themselves they had different answers to each other but they found the process really useful. So uh, questions that you can use to reflect back over the year are things like, what are some of the best things that have happened in your business this year? What are some of the challenges that you have grown through? What are you grateful for? What lessons have you learned? Pose some questions for yourself to really look back and explore. Give yourself a couple of minutes on each question to really close out the year, reflecting back and making note of it. Uh, one thing that I've added to this year's questions is, is there anything that you want to let go of and leave in 2020? Because I think particularly this year, it is an opportunity for you to consciously decide to let go, to put things down. And I'm, what I mean is that energetically or uh, mentally to be letting go of things that perhaps you've been hanging on to or that have been impacting you this year. So that's part one some sort of reflection back over the year. Part two is to do the opposite. Instead of looking back, look forward and look forward at the big picture, the longer term, and really explore for yourself what is it that your business really looks like if it's exactly how you want it to be three years from now, five years from now, and really explore all the different facets of how you're spending your time, the types of clients that you're working with, what are the sorts of think results that you're helping your clients achieve, Really explore that big picture without any kind of handbrake about what's possible or how you're going to do it. Just dream a little around that, that vision. That's then going to really inform what you do to help create that. Part three is to then 
with your vision in mind to identify your 12-month priority key outcomes or key projects that you want to be working on. And this will be different for different businesses. I think sometimes we can overdo this, but really what you want to be thinking about is for where my business is at right now, and it could be that your business is not even off the ground in terms of having your first client yet, or it could be that you're in your early days, but what are the things based on where you're at that are the most important outcomes you'd like to achieve in your business in the next 12 months? Now, you can create those in any aspect or area of business, but it's really important that you actually work out what those priority things are and to not have them just be high-level concepts like, I want my business to grow. Okay, that's a good intention, but you want to bring some something tangible to that around what does that look like? Is that setting some sort of outcomes around growing your client base? Is it uh, growing your database or your social following? Are you wanting to be improving your consistency around the kind of content that you're creating? Do you want to refine your offering? Do you want to move from um, not just having one stream of revenue but to add a second one what are those key outcomes that you want to achieve in your business that are going to help pull you forward towards that vision that you have for the business that you want to eventually create for yourself in the next three years five years etc etc so that's part three part four is once you've identified those key outcomes and the projects that you'll need to work on in order to deliver those outcomes you want to actually get to a level of detail where you're planning out your year. And I created for myself this year just on A4, a, a 12 months year in view. So I had columns created um, down the left-hand side, which were the months. And across the, uh, the top, I had some different prompters for things like what was my content theme going to be for each month? Uh, how am I building my audience? What's my priority marketing project? And then I had the week commencings in little blocks, if you like, and so that I could go through and block in when am I away? When am I going on holidays? That's the first thing you've got to book in. But then uh, any other key dates that are really important for you to be aware of that impact your business or your availability to work on your business. And then to look at scheduling in the key projects that you're going to be working on and, and blocking them in so that you can see, are you allowing yourself enough time in the lead up to have that be doable? Are you also giving yourself a little bit of recovery time on the flip side once it's done? But block those into your year, into your planner. And then step five or part five is to get into the detail. And that's where you would actually go into each individual project to then be thinking, right, what are all the individual tasks that I'm going to need to do in order to make that project happen? And that's where various people will go to various levels of detail and use different kinds of tools to approach that. Some people do like a handwritten bullet point mind map brain dump. Some people use stick it notes that can be really good, if, especially if you've got a range of different tasks and actions that are interdependent on each other. So you can move those stick it notes around or the online version of that is Trello, which can be really good for planning out your projects. I sometimes use Trello depending on 
if I'm working on something predominantly on my own or if I've got tasks I want to delegate to my VA. Or uh, you can also use an Excel spreadsheet and that allows you to note down the different specific tasks, allocate who's responsible for them and by when they have to happen. So that can be really good, especially for projects that have got a lot of moving parts uh, to the more different phases. So you can use lots of different tools. Some people love Asana. Some people like, uh, what's it called, monday.com. There's lots of different tools that are out there. But it's less, I think, about the tool that you use and more about the planning and actually getting into that detail of, all right, if you've identified what the project outcome is that you want to get to, for example, you want to um, increase your database of potential clients, then there's going to be a number of different subsets of activity that you've got to have to do to do that. One is going to be you have to have a way of capturing people's details and a tool that will automate that for you. You uh, Another thing you'll have to do is to create content that is going to be a, a lead magnet, something that is going to be appealing to your ideal clients who would be willing to opt in to get that to join your database. And then you'll have to map out well how you're going to promote that free thing, where are you going to promote it, what are all the bits and pieces that have to be done there, how are you going to link the form from that landing page to your email service provider, etc. So there's lots of pieces to the puzzle and that's where you want to get into that detail so that you're not just going, okay, I want to grow my database, you know, by another hundred people or thousand people, however many it is. You want to be then going into the granular detail of what specifically has to happen and then get to the detail of well, who's going to do it and by when. That's what I mean by going into the detail. And then once, because you've planned it of when you're going to make that thing happen, you work backwards from when it needs to be live to work out the dates of when you need to get started. So they're the five parts of the process. And I did say at the beginning, you know, there's a bit to it and don't half-ass it. Don't just identify the goal and then not do any further detail planning. So that gives you a good overview of the process that hopefully you'll be able to dive into, allocate some time for you to do it. So you can really start to think about what is it that you want to have happen in your business next year? What are the kinds of outcomes you'd like to achieve? And even just asking yourself that question and reflecting on that question, letting it mull over in your mind is actually really useful. So even if you don't do the planning this week, starting to ask that question will be really good to get you started with those thought processes. And then you can uh, actually sit down and do the actual planning and you need to block that time in. So that's it for this week's episode and food for thought, hopefully that is uh, getting you thinking about next year and what's uh, important for you to, to know and to think about and start to work on as you go towards and start to move into next year, knowing that you want to really grow your own successful solo business. And a reminder for you, if you haven't already, would love for you to come and join the private Facebook group. It's called Career Change, Start and Grow Your Own Business. All this month, we're going to be continuing to explore the business planning theme. I'll be sharing more tips and insights there that could be useful for you, as well as some great opportunity for you to connect with some other women working towards living the dream of a successful solo business. Quick recap for you. You'll do better with a plan for your business than without a plan. Uh, do it before the end of December. Book the time in if you haven't already. And then there were the five uh, parts to the, the actual process. Close out the year. Look at the big picture. Identify your 12-month key priority 
outcomes and the projects that will help you achieve those outcomes. Block those dates into your 12-month calendar of when you're going to do them. And then last step or last part is getting into the detail of fleshing out for each of the projects and the goals. What are the specific tasks that need to be done and when will you do them? That's it for this week's episode. Have a great rest of your week. And I hope that you have your planning hat on this week as December continues to roll on closer to Christmas. Have a good one. See you next week. That's it for another episode of the Transit Lounge podcast. But before you go, I just want to tell you about a great new free resource. If you are early in your business and you want to make sure that you're focusing on the right things at the right time to make sure that your business is profitable as quickly as possible, then you want to go and grab a brand new ebook that I have created, which is called the top four priority focus areas for a profitable first year in business. In this ebook, I have compiled experience and insights from my over five years in business, as well as from more than 40 interviews with successful women in business and conversations with other women in business that are in my network. And I have summarized all that experience into the top four areas that you need to focus on so you can really create a business that delivers the kind of income and lifestyle that you're looking for. You can get that ebook for free at thetransitlounge.com forward slash top four. I'll be sure to put the link to that into the show notes to make it easy for you to get. So go get it, have a read, then come and join the private Facebook group and tell me which one of the four areas do you think you would benefit from more help with. I'll look out for your comment in the group. Have a great week. <music>